and there's no escape. I can't like get drunk or become unfiltered because I just get shyer. <laughs> I like I might dance or something, but I'm not gonna like ever start doing anything crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are introverted, some are extrovert, I guess. Definitely. And it's a spectrum as well. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> Get all my get all my bits ready. Spectrum's a word that will always be funny to me. <laughs> How on the, in the same token, the, the word the fag, implication fag will always be an insult. Mm. There is absolutely no prejudice or hate behind that word for me personally. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was the nineteen ninety early thousand Australian school ground. Uh, I don't know masterpiece. Yeah, it. it it's it was the word. It's synonymous with asshole in your eyes. The annoying kid, teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you want. Exactly, exactly. All right, uh, crack on. What do you reckon? That sounds good. Excellent. Uh, Killing thoughts. Should we get into it? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It would seem we have a uh, another uh, part-time guest co-host in our midst. Ooh, that won't sit well with him. It, w- the, it won't. As the last official <laughs> full-time host. Now we're just uh, three part-time guest co-hosts Ugh. of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Three-way split ownership. <laughs> um, yeah, tragically for our fan, Keelan isn't here tonight. All righty. I might as well uh, just run the track and get into it, shall we? Well, just before, actually. Mm. Um, as, as you are now aware, our co-host, temporary part-time, uh, Keelan, can't be with us tonight, so we uh, have a little bit of freedom to run some of the topics that would otherwise go censored. Mm. Yep. Like uh, rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's actually, that's better. <laughs> I don't even want to say mine now. <laughs> It's so bad you're censoring yourself already. <laughs> I just realized it it can't top that. That was that was, <laughs> that was good. Uh, all right. Beautiful. Been a while since I've had to do it myself. That's weird. <laughs> That's um, Malik Monk uh, playing for the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> you come off the bench and you're an absolute star. Mm. 20 points a game. Doing it all. Performing for Sackdown. <laughs> and you really question, a little bit controversial, but is Michael Jordan a uh, the correct fit for the Charlotte franchise? <laughs> <laughs> is Has- he a good owner? Has he perhaps ever made a good decision <laughs> in his stint? Turns out uh, being ultra competitive as an owner, probably not the best thing. 
because you can't win all of the time. It's the long game. <laughs> Man, that's uh, that's pretty insightful, actually. Max aggression, uh, trying to win every trade deal, <laughs> which you technically can't really win or lose. It just, yeah, no. It just no. doesn't work no. that way. But he takes all of them personally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's going on, everyone? We're here with episode number 55 of the Storm of the Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. What's going on, fellas? Not much. <laughs> all right. See, the usual then. Uh, uh, Keelan's somewhere in the Tasmanian wilderness, I believe. Yep. Um, Hopefully alive. Hopefully we, hydrated. We won't know if he's actually technically missing until next week some point. Yeah. Um, later next week. Don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the meantime, you may see a missing persons post <laughs> on our social media pages. Mm. Uh, but hopefully he returns. I hope so. Uh, but we have the technology now that... It <laughs> That the podcast can go on if he does not return. AI Keelan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we can just put all the record. Surely there's enough recording of him now. He's out there to, have to said most every of the words. Word in his vernacular. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. To provide a good enough Keelan. Good enough to put into the soundboard of this recording machine, at least. <laughs> <laughs> he- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just the hits like, uh, man, I hate Elton John. And all the people like him. Musicians? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Open to interpretation. <laughs> He's a self-loathing mus- musician. <laughs> Deeply closeted. <laughs> uh, what's up with you? What's going on? Uh, yeah, not a lot. Obviously, coming up to Easter, we've got a short week at work. Oh, so just trying to lovely. punch through the nice short week, yep. uh, followed by a short week on the other side, which is always good. Oh. Uh, extra long weekend for a wage slave like myself is always nice. <laughs> a wagey, if you will. Wagey. <laughs> People are saying it. It's been it's said. It's been said. <laughs> it's been said. Wagey. No, but yeah, just looking forward to a bit of a break over Easter and seeing the family. Speaking of wagey, which reminds me of tradie, mm. uh, I was driving behind a ute with a Victorian license plate. Mm-hmm. Couldn't help but notice it said, the place to be here on the sunny Gold Coast. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, this was not the most egregious part of this story. Mm-hmm. It was the huge Carlton Football Club <laughs> sticker on the back window. Outrageous. Was the uh, w- was it like a, a business vehicle? And if so, did it say something like uh, Luigi's Concreting or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get a good look. I was blind with rage. I can't. Um, I just can't even fathom someone being born in Victoria and moving to the Gold Coast. I know, right? How odd. Especially when it's the place to be. <laughs> so much so that they were they were keeping people locked in their homes over COVID. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I will take 
Carlton Football Club, uh, you know, over your Richmonds and over your Ports. Any yes, absolutely. We'll we'll take any club that's not had any success recently. Yeah, well and truly over any club that's made one of the you know last oh. five to eight grand finals. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. All right. Um. First of all, happy Easter. To you too. It'll be uh, it'll be come and gone by the time we uh, record again, mm. or even see each other again, probably. Yep. Um. There's some Easter eggs here if you like one. I know you're a sucker for chocolate, so I do probably tuck into one of those. Enjoy the the uh, the crunch one specifically. It's very good. Oh. I'm not a big chocolate eater, so we just get the little eggs now rather than the big big bunnies oh. because as a kid I'd get like you know three or four big bunnies from you know mm. grandparents, aunties, and uncles, and so of course. And they would last in the back of the fridge until like the next Easter because I didn't. <laughs> Not a, not a big chocolate guy, not a big sweets guy. Yeah, yeah. So they just uh, just last forever. <laughs> that or like one of the door pockets of the fridge. Just take up the whole space. You were the friend uh, whose house I would go to <laughs> the day after Easter <laughs> and see the eggs and go, <sighs> just couldn't put two and two together. Uh, all I could process was there is chocolate. Why hasn't it been eaten? Mm, mm. Which is a fair question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought we could take some time to reflect on the the true meaning of Easter, um, with it coming up, and yep. and and the fact that we get five straight days of watching AFL footy. Unreal. Yeah. How good? Doesn't get much better than that. That's uh, an easy argument to make that that's the better scenario than when we had COVID going on, and we also had five days of straight footy. Because mm. there would be like, you know, a night, or a match every night at Metricon Stadium. <laughs> but COVID doesn't exist anymore. So no. this is best case scenario. How good? Five days of footy with full freedom. <laughs> <laughs> it's whether or not people will leave their house for five days. Mm. Uh, it's the choice that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, uh, people want to travel. For Easter? Yep. Go for it. Uh, join everyone else on the roads on Thursday night. <laughs> Block them up. <laughs> you you want to stay at home over Easter long weekend? <laughs> Feel free. Uh, I hear the Glasshouse Mountains are beautiful this time of year, <laughs> and you'll have plenty of time to admire them <laughs> as you are bumping a bumper <laughs> down the Bruce Highway. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny watching the annual, annual migration of the southeast Queenslanders into New South Wales and the... <laughs> Northern New yeah. South Welshman up into Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes like New York, like a New York sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm driving here. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> <sighs> Good stuff. All right. And speaking of uh, of Easter, should we get into uh, Butcher of the Week? Um, yep. Some uh, Very important. Some butchers are having... Good specials on at the moment, such as Super Butcher, uh, not a paid ad, just a good company. Uh, hit us up. Uh, new store at uh, Miami, I think, or Mermaid Beach. Oh. Yeah. Um, I've got a nomination for Butcher of the Week. Yeah. Pretty good one. A pretty bad one, but very apt nomination. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the NRL team, the West Tigers, uh, Anzac match commemorative jersey is my nomination. 
Uh, all well and good, you know, good intentions and, and such. You would hope. Uh, special edition jersey. Yep. Which is always nice. They usually look good, especially the AFL ones are always pretty good. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, they've picked up a stock image that they've paid for mm. that uh, that shows US soldiers in a desert environment. Uh mm. Not, not even you know, uh, modern day Australian soldiers. Definitely not, you know, the diggers with the, the, uh, the pans for helmets or anything like yep. that. It, it looks like they've stuck the cover of Modern Warfare <laughs> Two on the bottom front of their jersey. <laughs> um, man, that's tough look. That's really not good. Tough look for the for the league. I didn't. I don't know, probably like most kids uh, growing up, you do things because you have to. Mm. So dad, mum and dad go, we're going to church. We're going here. Yep. We're going to this ceremony. Yep. Um, and it wasn't until I got older and you start doing things uh, by your own accord. Uh, I went to a Anzac Dawn service uh, with a good friend uh, last year. And, yeah, it's it wasn't until then that you uh, I realized uh, I'm probably pretty patriotic. I'm certainly proud of this country, mm. uh, especially the Anzacs, an mm. incredible tale of mateship mm-hmm. uh, with two countries coming mm. together. Um, so that is just, <laughs> that's really poor. It's a real piss poor effort. <laughs> it's really poor. I don't think there's any excuse. The You just have to be better. The amount of people that, had to okay it along the line. Like, uh, it yeah. didn't get called out until promotional photos of, you know, the NRLW yeah. and NRL players. Speaks volumes. Yeah. And it probably gone through, you know, at least a dozen yep. corporate people yep. in the team for approval. Maybe, uh, don't skip ahead, potentially, but to flip it on a more positive note of uh, clubs... <laughs> Not appearing to be completely soulless yeah. corporations. <laughs> um, the Sydney Swans uh, honouring one of the most interesting uh, Australians of all time, probably. Uh, absolute diehard Bloods fan. Uh, recently passed away, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, Kenny, I believe. Yeah, Kenny Williams. Yep. yep. Um, and the club honoured him and his wife uh, by... I guess commemorating uh, two special chairs mm. in the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yeah, um, which is just awesome. It's just amazing. Mm. Very special stuff. The the seats that they always sat in, and mm. they were at every Sydney home game except for during COVID, obviously yep. for you know X number of years or whatever. Yep. I believe covered it a bit when he passed away last season that he had moved up from Melbourne. Uh, before South Melbourne even did sort of thing. And he was a South oh, Melbourne yeah. fan when he moved up. And then they moved and became the Sydney Swans and he was involved with the club yeah. from from day one, basically. So great to see uh, a gesture like that. Yeah. It might seem insignificant, but it's just, uh, yeah, it just goes to show, you know, there are people in the club that care and, um, I don't know, even obviously we're, we're an AFL podcast, uh, arguably 
we enjoy sport mm. <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> um, but even for those that, you know, I, I can see how you could say, oh, it's just a game mm. or like, oh, why'd this guy go to every game or something kind of thing. But I don't know. I think sport is much bigger than any one person. Mm. It can really bring people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just amazing to have a fan so loyal to a club. Yeah. Uh, something Richmond will never know anything about. <laughs> All their bandwagon supporters that'll be pulling on a brand new Guernsey with tag on as soon as a different team different team wins a premiership. Oh man. That's a that's a brilliant nomination. So for Butcher of the Week. Doesn't doesn't get much worse than that this week. Oh. Moving uh, on. Any any movements on the shit list? No. Uh, yes, Go unfortunately. On. All right. Um, now that now that I'm here, it's it's painful. <laughs> it's hard to admit. Hard to get out. It is. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I have to nominate myself. Oh, yep. I've well and truly airing the dirty laundry, let the team down. Um, by failing to make any content of the videos for the past three weeks at least. And uh, it's a bit of a timely matter with this kind of thing. Um, so all I can do is keep my head up and move on from mm-hmm. here on out mm-hmm. and strive to be more consistent. And hopefully it's a short stay on the list. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um. Uh, Definitely. Deserving of a nomination, nonetheless. I appreciate the accountability, and I think Keelan would too. Mm. Um, definitely something you can work towards to get yourself off the list. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. There's hope. Yeah. Yeah. There is hope. There is hope. Unlike uh, for you know the, <laughs> the Calgary Flames or the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Or Devin Booker engraved <laughs> in stone <laughs> on the list. Bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Macau Bridges averaging 34 points, something like this. Doing pretty well. At Brooklyn? At Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, interesting, Mm. I would say. Mm. Because, uh, Devin Booker is known as the guy. Uh, perhaps he was just taking all the shots. He's definitely a guy in Phoenix. Yeah. Well, certainly now more than ever. Mm. 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 Yeah, it's it's interesting uh, to see how good some NBA players actually are when they get to shoot the basketball. <laughs> oh man, that yeah, that's well said. <laughs> yep, even the twelfth guy on the bench mm. light it up in any other league. Light years ahead of anyone you'd mm. ever find in a local gym. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> different different galaxy. <laughs> All right, should we get into a round three recap uh, time on? Absolutely. We really need to uh, get a siren or something to put in here still. (laughs) That was fucking atrocious. Oh, it's so much worse than you think (laughs) it'll be. Oh, boy. I'm confident that these recaps are uh, in good jest. 
Um, <laughs> Why are you prefacing it like this? What have we, what no, have we got in here? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, nothing bad. Hold on. Let me... What's the beep button? I'm going to hover my finger over no, it. No, no, no. Just in case. So, we kick off with Thursday night's game. The Doggies versus the Brisbane Lions. Amnesty International is in hot water with lifelong donors who are starting to ask questions about where their money is being spent within the organisation, which has failed to end racism after 60 years. Bulldogs player Jamara Ugelhagen, <laughs> Ugelhagen responded, Have you tried winning a game of footy? <laughs> the doggies may have been neutered this season, but they've finally begun the sh- to show their fangs with a brilliant win over the Lions. A well-deserved win for the Melbourne club. However, the Brisbane team, much like a dodgy mate, continue to show up to the barbecue with a loaf of bread whilst everyone else is bringing steaks. Might as well not show up at all, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Newly acquired Jack Gunston keeps Hawks tradition alive and well, slotting three between the main sticks, thus proving that the birds love to soar so long as it's non-Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he was... One of their best players. Yeah, easily. But, um, yeah, you can look at uh, Mitchell for the Pies this mm-hmm. season, I believe. Yep. 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 Uh, Hawk Watch, yep. as uh, Keon's <laughs> been calling it. <laughs> Final score, 67 of the uh, the team that won. The Bulldogs. How did I forget this? <laughs> yeah, the Dogs. 53 to Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> to the team that won. Goodness oh. gracious. Uh I'm glad we define ourselves as mostly an entertainment-based podcast <laughs> and not a fact-based podcast because we'd be in some trouble, I think. Just any influencer on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you, you see the comments like, Hey, uh, Financial Finnegan, I lost all of my life savings, $20,000. You said to invest in Investo coin. It was mm. a lot. He's <laughs> like, well, technically. <laughs> I am an entertainer. <laughs> Shakes fist. And at the end of every one of my videos, I say, it's not funny, you're the <laughs> You don't wait till the end of the 15 second block <laughs> at the end of the video. <laughs> Do your own research. <laughs> oh, God. Um, man, Can- the, the lines don't travel, though. They didn't. They are not <laughs> traveling well at the moment. <laughs> it's like, it's like when they shoot real lions with like a big tranquilizer and put them in a box to send them to a different zoo, and they wake up and can't walk properly and shit like that. Like you stick them on a plane <laughs> and they're just cooked on the other end. Um, uh, let's write that down. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they, hopefully they can be better at the gabbatoire this week. But mm. yeah, they're. They're not looking the best on the road so far. Alrighty. <clears throat> Friday night at the G, the piping hot pies hosted the technically undefeated Tigers. One zero one. Oh, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Tigers seemed harmless in the first half, only managing to claw together one goal, three by the main break but the Pies seem to be playing with their food, keeping it close with three goals and ten behinds heading into the second half. That's right. Tough, tough watch. <laughs> it was 1-10 at one point. <laughs> Very tough for the overs betters. 
So, so tough. They could have had 13 goals to one by halftime. <laughs> Instead, they're up by like three and a bit goals. Oh, man. All right. Uh, much like the classic four and 20 pie at the footy, the pies were red hot in the middle with 30 bites <laughs> of Tom Mitchell followed by Dacos, 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 Dacos. <laughs> I combined 61 times, which was uh, hard to swallow for the Tigers. Despite the lower scoring, there were plenty of touches to be found. Liam Baker was hot out of the oven, getting his mitts on it 32 times, and the ball seemed to be going wherever Jordan was to going, gathering it 35 times. While Tim never had to ran too far to find the footy either, collecting it 29 times for the Tigers. With equal scoring shots in the second half, the slightly more accurate Magpies were able to swoop onto their third win of the season and remain undefeated. Collingwood, 8-15-63. Richmond, 7-7-49. Man. It was a pretty good game to watch. It was a good game to watch somehow, despite all of the behinds in the yeah. first half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bolton's proving to be um, a superstar. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty pretty cool. And um, Cumberland isn't showing any second-year fatigue. No, not he at all. He came out arguably better than his already amazing mm. debut, mm. Uh, which is just insane. So big things for him potentially moving forward. Definitely, definitely. Imagine what he's going to be like in a few years' time. Yeah, how old is he? Yep. Probably, probably very, probably not even 20, yeah, I reckon. it'd have to be. Uh, and the Pies, yeah, they're looking dangerous this season. They're looking really good. Oh, he's 22. There you go. Far out. I mean, still. 2019 draft. Still pretty young. Yeah. But he might be really good in like two years' time. Yeah. At peak. Yeah, definitely. Or supposedly what scientists believe is <laughs> peak. <laughs> Anyhow. On to the Hawks-Kangas game. <laughs> there was no simping over Simpkin, sadly, at Utah's this weekend. While the Hawks soared above the ruse, notching a win over decorated ex-coach Clarko. Cunnington's return continues to put a smile on my face. The man, the legend, ended with 21 disposals and four tackles. But mainly, it's his effort, which is always 100% from time on. And he's a thick boy too, <laughs> running well over 90 minutes with the exclusion of LDU this week. Kangas fans were distressed within the closing moments of the game, wondering if this football team can survive without LDU and Jai. Missing arguably your two best players would hurt any team, but a club is much bigger than two men. It sure was a worrying sign of how these boys could hold up throughout the season and in the face of adversity. Let's not beat around the proverbial bush. The Hawks' season like a handicapped, severely disabled, uncoordinated 16-year-old child who you should be able to beat with your eyes closed, one hand tied behind your back. <laughs> this was not the case for North. Heck, they didn't even have to let the poor kid win, as one should do. <laughs> no, they were on the floor crying as the handicapped child proceeded to drive their electric power chair back and forth into the body of the Kangas player. <laughs> Final score... Hawks 80, North Melbourne 61. 
Yeah, look, not ideal. Um, Just tough. Elder you as a laid out was really, really hard for the kangaroos. Yeah. Uh, but as you mentioned, <laughs> yes, you lose your two best players, mm. but you got to show something in, in that. They couldn't string two passes together. It would be kick, turn, kick to a Hawks player. It was the kangaroos of last season. It was a tough <laughs> It was tough. I wonder if um, Keelan secretly went down and had boots on the ground to oh. back the Hawks. Interesting theory. <laughs> he was there all along. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Um, but, but a surprising result, that's for sure. It was. But maybe, uh, you know, I guess try and take like the goggles off and mm. and remove the bias. Um, my first honest reaction or thought would have was, uh, at least in AFL, uh, a fair sport. You know, you can believe what you want, and sure things happen. It's the way of the world, but it's not football in it. Mm. There's not a multi-billion-dollar oil-funded chic empire. Yep. Facing off against 11 blokes <laughs> <laughs> who put some shorts together and managed to get a local fish and chip sponsorship deal. Uh, it's a fairly fair sport. So when a team like the Hawks, who, again, aren't performing well, then by no stretch of the imagination playing well, mm. um, but they're still able to come out and win a game, uh, it's cool. It, yeah. it, it's why we love AFL. Every team's competitive. Anyone can truly win if they give more effort and heart on the day. Any team can beat any other team. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I honestly believe that. And that was my first thought after this game. And hopefully uh, North respond better because uh, I think they're facing Geelong soon. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I might have that wrong, but there's certainly tougher competition <laughs> in the Hawks ahead. So... Hopefully, heads up, boys. They got, they got Carlton this week, so that'll Carlton. be a bit different. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. That's going to be tough. Carlton will be uh, tough. Carlton are playing well. They are. They yeah. are. Uh, spoilers: the odds are a bit rude, though. Oh. But uh, don't skip ahead. We'll get to that. <laughs> in. Tip us out. Uh, GWS versus Carlton. Mm. Hmm. Speaking of. The first half of the game was more tightly contested than the 38th parallel North Sussy between North and South Korea. Just before the major siren, both teams agreed to an armistice and formed the four-kilometre-wide demilitarised zone, though South, South Carlton seemed to get away with the best of it. <laughs> this one's completely unhinged. It's even harder to read when I've kind of <laughs> forgot about it. Into the third term... North Korea had to face the consequences of their own actions as their malnourished, uneducated, and pathetically weak populace drifted away from the mighty great and southern Koreans. <laughs> Man, that's a butchering. Kim Jong Adam Kingsley would not go down without a fight, or at least a little posturing, and threatening the AFL that he would wage an all-out nuclear war on the unjust umpiring, slinging words like completely rubbish, which subdued the Carlton side. Ultimately, the Blues proved too strong in the end with a little help from their North American allies. That's right, the Crips, <laughs> who showed up with a career-high 42 disposals in the tight win. Final score, Carlton 74, 
giant 64. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And a very close match. But mm. the final score doesn't really paint the picture of Carlton's nine goals, 20 behind as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got into a theme, so I admitted yeah, a bit yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, man. But we obviously had a bit of a uh, a questionable descent call in this match. That's it was rocked the AFL media. It 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 worked my narrative, mm, so mm. I was pretty excited for that. Yeah, but um, oh man, it it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting. That being said, I forget who said it already, but uh, can Canillington? Yeah, it was uh. It was Cornelio, I think, that Cornelio. did it, mm. perhaps, mm. with the arms out, you know, asking, I don't know, what's yeah. going on or something yeah. like that. Who knows? Fair question. Um, but some, you know, Fox footy commentator or whatever said, if you don't do it, they've got nothing to call uh, you on. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, fair enough. You're yeah. right. Yeah. It's the old, like, yeah, that's an interesting argument because... I get it, but it's the old, maybe an example, the police come to your house, kick your door down, mm. rifle through your underwear. Mm. Well, if you got nothing to hide. <laughs> nothing to worry about. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want people rifling <laughs> through my underwear. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a bit of a, uh, at least um, uh, Adam Kingsley believes, uh, and I think most people would agree, it's a opposite Draymond Green effect. Mm. Um, one of the nicer guys who you think perhaps his reputation, they'd let him off with a, okay, yeah, sure. Mm. Nah, <laughs> instant descent. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't even make uh, like that much difference either. It, no. was a, it was a 50 foot descent, but that moved all of like 10 meters yep. anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. But I guess don't give the umpires a chance to call it, I yeah, suppose. No, nah, at the end of the day. You know, if that's the way they're going to call it, they seem to be a bit, you know, uh, empowered to yep. to call dissent calls yep. again this season. Um, Got to be careful, I suppose. They should have some sort of emotional trainers or something <laughs> come into clubs perhaps <laughs> and teach the boys that no matter how fired up you get in a situation, just stand there. Arms by your sides. No expression on your no face. No expression. Straight. Look straight down. <laughs> Get some uh, emotional intelligence training <laughs> for that. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Celebrating its 150th anniversary, the St. Kilda Football Club hosted the Bombers at the MCG, and I couldn't wait to see how my tip of Essendon winning was going to go wrong. One of these days, I'm going to do a count back and see what my record is on St. Kilda games. <laughs> Just you wait. Captain Jack Steele, shattered collarbone. Mm -hmm. Surely that might tip the scales in favour of Essendon. Basically a full list of, like a full team of players on the injury list. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead. The first quarter was well catered towards the St. Kilda fans. Kicking the first five, 
including Butler serving up his first goal of the evening before <laughs> Archie Perkins up for the Bombers and added his added their first seven points to the score sheet. Parrish tried to rally some support from the Bombers faithful with 35 touches, but it seemed the punters were less interested in kneeling for Darcy and more interested in crouching for Brad. <laughs> the Saints gathering 32 collections on his plate. An even second quarter saw the Saints pull away late thanks to Butler serving up a couple more snags, but the Bombers weren't done playing with Isaac's emotions yet. <laughs> Essendon's Caldwell finished strong with two early fourth quarter goals for the Bombers, bringing the margin all square with 13 minutes to go. Lucky for the Saints, all's well that ends well, and St Kilda ended well. The Bombers crashing back down to earth, and the Saints rising again, kicking five goals in a row to seal the deal. Isaac goes 0-3 on Saints games this season. St Kilda, 14-8-92. Eston, 11-8-74. Far out. Bloody terrible Bombers. <laughs> beat my sons. Can't beat a mostly wounded St Kilda football club. Yep. Come all the way back at the start of the last quarter. And then just let them kick five. It's some sort of cruel sports rule. <laughs> Your team gets dismantled, mm. and then the team that did the dismantling, you watch as they go on to lose mm. every single game for the rest of the season. Mm. <laughs> and you think, hmm. Interesting. Can beat the reigning premiers, don't skip ahead, but can't beat the team that loses to the team that has no guys healthy on their list. Mm. Interesting. It's almost as if the Gold Coast Suns are like a blacksmith, if you will, tempering other teams to go on and uh, find <laughs> success. So perhaps the Gold Coast Suns are the greatest team in the league. Uh I mean, you know, you get tuned up by playing a very good Suns team. They That's play it. Sydney round one. What does Sydney do? They smack the Hawks in round two. You know, play the Bombers. Bombers are then not good enough to be up to the challenge for the next week. No stamina they, left. They get smashed Can't from, even... from the pressure of the Gold Coast Suns. Yep, exactly. Uh, the real challenge will be for Geelong to see how they bounce back. Oh. Luckily, they have Hawthorne this week. <laughs> they got a good opportunity to get some points on the board Man, that's interesting Clash of the Titans <laughs> <laughs> Alright, don't skip ahead Carry on <clears throat> Port Adelaide versus Adelaide Crows Showdown, Adelaide, 53 Ooh, Adelaide Derby The Crow Boys went shooting over the weekend Legally and safely at the Adelaide Oval, Riley filthorped up the cups with five shots on target. Isaac ran Keane and Mark in the Powers backline, slotting four bullseyes, and Luke was peddler ring goals out of out one after another, bagging three himself. The power plant was held down by Charlie, who definitely did not have his Dixon in his hand, contributing three majors for the club. Matt's AFL Sports Hero Watch. 
I'm taking aim at Big J and AFL commentators, analysts, you name it, who I believe use the word hero inappropriately. A hero is defined as someone who does something brave or amazing. We could squabble all day long about the philosophical conundrums of the ever-evolving nature of human languages. At this point, you've probably realized that my recaps have almost nothing to do with AFL. (laughs) So don't hold your breath. As the month of April dawns upon us, here in Australia, I speak for everyone at Storm in the Beach when I say, a hero is not a brave young 17-year-old man who courageously sailed the seas to Gallipoli, where his bullet-ridden, blood-soaked body lay in the sand, for he chose to fight for his country. No. A real hero is a professional athlete who can catch balls good. (laughs) That to us is a true hero. (laughs) Final score, Crows 117, power 86. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) that's a very uh very different recap to what i would have provided for what was an absolute shootout of a showdown it was a shootout goals everywhere couldn't Um, be stopped (laughs) (laughs) Um, no i i i um I saw some something caught my attention and I just laser focused on it <laughs> and I couldn't get away because Big J, uh, to our listeners, big journalism, mm. that is, um, there was a writer for someone somewhere, I couldn't help but read, uh, talking about uh, the Adelaide Crows um, new, new player, mm. rookie, uh, wor- words are failing me, but talking about the young gun, uh, slotting five goals, and his heroics. Mm, and I, uh, see. I just think that I personally have a very different, uh, a very different look on who I consider a hero. Mm. Uh, a, a firefighter running into a burning building with no regard for their own safety. Hero. Yeah. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Or uh, a paramedic. Uh, driving through a notoriously unsafe part of town, 2 a.m. in the morning, completely unarmed, in the hopes of even trying to save someone's life. Mm. Certainly very courageous thing to do. Mm. Uh, A professional athlete who is paid money to, you know, play the game that they love is great for them. Kicks five goals on the weekend. Yeah. Probably not a hero. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a close game it right was. up until the end. Yeah. Um, then Adelaide kicked away. But I don't know. I think they should uh, should remove the word heroics when describing sporting events. I wouldn't hate that. Mm. I certainly wouldn't hate it. I feel like there's more more appropriate words you could use and still there's so con- many convey words. the gravity of their performance. I think we could rapid fire ten right now. Ah, uh, we could do at least two. <laughs> I think champion, legend, mm, yeah, legendary superstar. Uh, I mean, even courageous. Sure, is better than heroic. Jonathan Brown was courageous. Mm. No doubt about it. Mm. 
it's just um yeah i personally think heroic is yeah the 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 aforementioned <laughs> or previously mentioned yeah running into a building with no regard for your own safety trying to save someone else That's, definitely yeah yeah definitely definitely uh, and to I don't know. It almost feels like it has less weight if you attribute it to someone that kicks three goals in a Premier League game. Yeah, the word doesn't mean as much when you mm. go to describe a hero firefighter <laughs> when on the back page of the same page <laughs> paper there's, uh, you know, the hero Holland <laughs> with another hat trick. Arm in arm. Yeah. We are the same. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy Sunday afternoon on the sunny Gold Coast and we rolled up to Heritage Bank Stadium where the Suns hosted the Cats. Uh, I would like to note we did not have boots on the ground for this one. Uh, we watched it at Matt's place of residence. Hmm. Uh, just didn't work out to be able to get there. You know, Sundays and such. But it was good watching it with someone else. <laughs> 2 p.m. Sunday. Yeah. Interesting. Prime time. <laughs> Three games on Sunday. <laughs> When are you going to fit the other two in? <laughs> Some would ask. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't skip ahead. <laughs> With both teams winless so far this season, there was relief in both fan bases knowing that either one of the teams was coming away with premiership <laughs> points. <laughs> I was going to say with a win, but we've already had a draw this season. So <laughs> premiership points, you at least get two for a draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one for a loss? No. None for a loss. Far out. Pretty ruthless, given you no, get right. four for a win. That's the whole joke. Yeah. No, you're right, though. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we saw a, a rapid game with ball bouncing from end to end with the back lines heavily involved. The steward of, Go of Geelong, Tom, <laughs> held things steady with 29 disposals. And Cam was Guth reaching into his bag of tricks to pull together 18, mm. uh, 28 touches. All things were going pretty well down back for Geelong, but they were going weller for Gold Coast. Lockie collecting 29 disposals with his dashing runs from the back. <laughs> You'd be excused for thinking there was windy conditions with the wayward kicking and both teams failing to build a lead, uh, but the conditions were described multiple times as perfect footy weather. Uh, couldn't, get, couldn't be a better day. There was maybe a slight breeze... It was 27, 28 degrees. It wasn't humid the night before. There wasn't any rain around. It wasn't slippery. No. Uh, couldn't have asked for a better day, probably, to play sports. <laughs> the Suns holding a slight edge of three goals nine versus the Cats three goals six at halftime. The second half saw some straighter shooting, particularly from the Suns, with Geelong... Uh, with Geelong's best forward directing traffic, Cameron was only able to set up his shots to break even with three goals three. Mm -hmm. The Suns pitched in for a team effort with five players each kicking one goal, but after a good first 10 minutes of the first quarter last week, commentator's words, not mine, <laughs> Jack Lacocious was ferocious and out to kick the cats. Lining up from the centre circle with a bit of professional time-wasting he yelled out, look out, Belocious, 
as he dropped a 65-meter drop punt bomb right on target for his fourth goal of the afternoon. Jack put the final nail in the coffin of the Cats' third life with his fifth and final goal not long after. The out-of-form Cats getting burnt while on their weekend trip up to the Gold Coast and the Suns depositing their first points of the season at their new home, Heritage Bank Stadium. Gold Coast 10-13-73, Geelong 7-12-54. Oh, man. And what a kick it was. It was so good. It was a kind of funny that he was like, oh, I'm taking a shot. Hilarious. He, he was like, <laughs> he caught the ball 60 meters out from goal. Oh, and he's got a kick from behind the person that's on the mark. When they cut to the camera, uh, which main, per- when they cut to the camera, uh, the main purpose of this camera being uh, the Goal kicking of Geelong Mm-mm. and zoomed in as far as they could <laughs> as Lacocious took ste- several steps back over the halfway mark. <laughs> I was in stitches. Started his run up through the center circle, much like Ben Brown would do for a, I don't know, 30 meter outset shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they, when they whipped out the opposite end camera and had it full zoom, <laughs> that was interesting. Oh, man. And then a little bit of uh, right-to-left swing on the ball as he kicked the biggest drop punt I've ever seen in my not life. E- not even a torp. Could you imagine how far that ball went if he if he torped it and connected cleanly? It probably would have hit the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> would have been in Royal Pines across the river if he torped it. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, man, you just never... You never know... When something incredible is going to happen in sport, you you always sort of prime yourself thinking it's going to be at the G mm, in the prime time mm, slot. Mm. Uh, you know, much like how NBA players perform at Madison Square Garden. Yep, yep, yep. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Jack doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Wheels out one of the filthiest goals I've ever seen in <laughs> AFL. Just cause. Surely... Surely you'd have to put that up there for one of the Golden Year nominations. It would have to be. Without a doubt. Just huge. And it's like it couldn't have been wind-assisted because he was kicking towards the open end of the of the ground. Absolutely. So the wind does never come from your back going that way. Yep. Uh, if, if there was a breeze, it would have been moving a little bit right to left that would have helped it swing in to be a goal. Yep. Uh, but it definitely didn't help with the distance. Even... Uh, it gets a bit blurred where it, the, is the merit for the goal? Is it for the context, mm. etc.? Yep. But certainly the context of this goal, uh, he marked it and just backed himself yep. instantly. Yep, yep. No hesitation. The he, Suns were up by, I don't know, a goal and a bit. Less than two goals. <laughs> it was close. And he was like, it was still pretty close, but it was like enough. It was probably one of the bigger leads of the match. Yeah. And he was just like, well... I guess I'll waste some time. <laughs> I'm having a shot. Fuck and then man. he just absolutely nails it. Oh, man. Just crazy. And uh, Unreal. How about uh, Nick Holman's head-on collision with Sam DeConing? And pardon the pun when I say head-on. That's just... with Especially this season with the... CTE things mm. going on and um, 
certainly if you were his mum <laughs> or, you know, girlfriend, anyone, even friend, uh, you know, it's uh it it was it was incredible. Mm. It was incredibly exciting. It was cool to see this guy get in there, get hit, get back up, and he just came out like a man possessed. Mm, mm. It was uh, probably one of the hardest head clashes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Completely accidental. It wasn't even like, you know, both of them are going in for a low ball on the ground no. where they bump shoulder to shoulder and hit heads or whatever. Yeah. It was just that they were, the ball had sort of bounced between them and they were running past each other. Yeah. Um, Holman hit De Koning so hard he almost flipped over somehow. Yeah. Uh, he obviously wasn't in a very good way. Didn't look too great no. on the bench. Uh, looked very much out of it. Apparently saying something to the medical about not knowing where he was or mm. what what had happened. Not surprising. No. Not surprising. Um, given head-on-head impact and then his head also hit the ground. So, you know, double, yeah. double whammy yeah. there. Uh, and then... Holman comes off because he's obviously also bleeding from his eyebrow <laughs> uh, and then goes back on a few minutes later with his uh, iconic taped head yeah. that he was rocking last season as yeah. well because of a similar uh, recurring injury that would split his eyebrow pretty, pretty much every match. So we might see that feature again heavily this season. <laughs> and he was, it was like it, Spurred him on. It was like he got better after he put the headband back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much better. Uh. Uh, and credit to Jared Witz as well. Pretty much, I mean, you know, Levi Casbolt can play a bit of ruck. He's pretty big, but he's not super tall. He's not like a proper ruck. He's just like a forward filling it's in for ruck. just a big unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. a big guy. Yeah. But Jared Witz is legitimately almost seven feet tall. Yeah. One of the better ruckmans in the competition. Yeah. Um, you can see how much effort it takes him to move. Oh, yeah. How much energy is exerted. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He labours around, and by the end of the match, he was cooked. Cooked L- with a capital C, cooked. L- literally couldn't get up. Literally stick a fork in him, yep. turn him over, he's done. <laughs> like, the poor bloke got caught out on the wing at one point, and he like, fell over trying to get a ball, and it took him so long to get up off the ground. This was... After playing astounding football almost all game, yeah, uh, where they couldn't have given him more than including the running to the interchange, minute forty on the yeah. bench, yeah, and he comes right back out, spoils the mark mm. immediately, mm. In- insane to watch, just huge, just absolutely huge. Uh, in contrast to Jason Horn Francis, <laughs> young. Agile. Now, they were both probably moving at similar speeds. Uh, if you look at some of the footage from the showdown with Horn Francis and side-by-side side that with Wits by the end of the game, yep. similar speeds, yep. uh, slightly above walking pace. Yep. The The key difference would be the effort that's being put in there. Oh. Horn Francis, minimal. <laughs> Wits, uh, given it all he's got, captain. <laughs> And he's barely lumbering along, <laughs> trying to get kicks off in time. And it's taken him 10 business seconds to swing a leg at the footy, try oh, and get man. a clearance. Poor bugger. Um, he, play- I, he played He played so well. He always plays really well. Just a consistent performer. Yeah. Uh, champion of the club. Yep. And 
I can only imagine uh, Monday he ate, I don't know, 15,000 calories Michael Phelps style to try and recharge some of the batteries. Can't even imagine. Like he probably got home and ate the biggest bowl of spag, <laughs> biggest bowl of spag bowl you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> he swung by Aldi on the way home and picked up two lasagnas, one for him and one for the rest of the family. It's <laughs> 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 fully carb load. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's pretty filled out for a for a tall fella too. Yeah, he's just a full on big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. far out. His his like uh, base metabolic rate must be like <laughs> three and a half, four thousand calories a day or something like oh, that. Oh man, yeah, just to just to operate on. Pretty wild, pretty wild. But uh, good to get a win. I'll say that much. Uh, oh, us, well deserved. Us three here at the. Most informed and the best podcast yep. regarding AFL predictions. Uh, called it yep. from a mile away. Uh, not even close. Not no, even close. Not a shadow of doubt. The, uh, locked it in on a Monday night. Exactly. The Suns were on the way up. Caught the cats uh, napping, if yep. you will. Yep. Um, there were texts received, uh, probably notab- notably from infamous friend of a great friend of the show mm. uh that being dan jessen mm. not the notorious uh honestly bit of a uh miscreant causing mayhem and harassing uh one of the hosts of the show <laughs> um certainly texting incredibly inflammatory uh, and vulgar insults mm. um mm. should have listened to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you you would have heard it here first and we gave you a winner, a $3.15, $3.25, yep. depending on your bookmaker, winner. <laughs> Those don't come every day of the week. No. And we're just handing them out. Free of charge. Costs you nothing. <laughs> there you go. At at worst, a download and some data. Oh, true. But you can still, you can listen without downloading too. You can. So it costs you some data, but you're already paying for that. Yeah. So basically free. Basically free. All right. Second last game of the round. Oh. That's you. Oh, I was waiting for you this whole time. <laughs> I can't even remember what I wrote. Uh, it's been a bit of a theme tonight, I guess. Clayton Oliver's hair, quote unquote, style, mm. has somehow made its way to round three unscathed. Uh, <laughs> Demons v Swans, by the way. Mm-mm. That's on us. I apologize on behalf of Storm in the Beach. But much like the personal life of longtime listener and friend of the show, Zachary, Clayton's new cut is an absolute tragedy. <laughs> what does Clayton's lid and a Byron Bay chili lid have in common? What? They're they're rubbish <laughs> and hard to open. <laughs> Even if you're a strong, masculine guy, maybe your hand was kind of wet from the condensation on the beer, and that's why you weren't able to get a firm grip on it, like a girl with motor neurons trying to pleasure her man. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Get hell. And when I read it, I felt disgusted in myself, but it was too funny to, <laughs> to change. Clayton's mop is akin to the one you'll find at a family-owned Scrooge McDuck grocery. 
half of it's missing. <laughs> the other half is filthy and it won't pick up anything. It just pushes the dirt around. <laughs> Clayton's fresh dew is like a caked up cap on a tube of toothpaste. The contents is bloody brilliant. Incredibly talented footballer. But you can't get past the freaking cap. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton's cut is like his sister's Barbie or brat stole where she was experimenting on cutting hair and messed up the poor little plastic girl's life. Probably how the Jenners felt when their new mum came home. <laughs> Final score, Demons 134, Swans 84. I'm very glad you covered none of the game here. Um. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I watched most of the game too. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Hard to watch as someone written for the Swans. Um, Host buyers. Yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, <laughs> much like an early reference you made there about uh, Oliver's hair, yep. I would describe it as both a tragedy and a comedy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the two masks side by side. <laughs> it He really gives off that aura as a player mm, too mm. He's, a, he's a little mischievous but he's he's incredibly talented yeah yep. without a doubt without a doubt um yeah it's, t- it's a real tough haircut to look at <laughs> probably worst in the league currently the worse it gets the better he seems to play he's like ah he's almost like samson from the Bible where, you know, his hair's long and that contains all his power or whatever, as long as you, if you cut his hair, he loses power. But he's like the opposite. It's like the shittier his haircut is, the better he is. Oh, man. It worked for Gary Ablett Sr. <laughs> no one with that mop would ever get away with it unless they were that talented. Oh, that's so true. He was just too phenomenal. He had the... The full-on skullet going. It was just a rug, and just hanging on like a cat hanging by a ledge. Yeah, but you're right. No one other than Ablett Senior could have got away with it. What can you? What can you possibly say? Like you can't. You could craft the finest joke written by the finest team of comedians, mm, mm. and he would just kick a seventy-five meter drop <laughs> as you as you're slinging it to him. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> It, yeah, it would be like if Michael Jordan or LeBron James had a shit haircut. It's yeah. like, well, you can you can talk about it, but what's the point? <laughs> that would have beach every day of the week. We might have just actually uncovered how LeBron's lack of being able to let go of his hairline has even been an issue at all. Mm. People, it doesn't matter what you say to him. <laughs> Tell you what though, uh, Chris Paul, mm. his hair barely there. Oh yeah, he somehow got a lineup whilst being practically bald at the same time. Hmm. I, I watched a, a Suns game the other day, and uh, yeah, he's got the full lineup going, but there's probably I don't know one millimeter of hair on his head. Like there's enough that it's just sort of shaded in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's sort of the same for Kevin Durant as well. He's he's going. Yeah. Some of these guys are gonna have to uh really 
commit at some point, I feel. Kevin Durant's funny because I genuinely believe he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when people go, you know, oh, why don't you shave it? He go, his answer would be, it'll fall out. Yeah. Why, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. why waste my time? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think he cares. Chris Paul, I think, cares. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LeBron absolutely cares. <laughs> Without a doubt. But to be fair to him, he'll probably get into more acting when he's done playing basketball. Ooh. I don't think he's uh, going to be Le Coach after he finishes. No, I can't see that. No. I can't see that. Or Le GM. He might be he might have enough money to become La owner when he's done. I think he'd enjoy being an owner. Probably. Maybe even of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he obviously already owns part of Liverpool and yeah, you know, yeah. he's got that in his bag. I'm sure he owns some other stuff as well. I'm really interested to see what his post career mm. journey would look like. Mm. Um it it's gotta be acting stuff. Like there's a reason he moved out to LA. Obviously, you know. It's the Showtime Lakers or whatever. Yeah. But, yep. you know, he's got all the connections there and, and yeah. stuff. Yep. Obviously, they're, I think they're filming him as he goes around as well. He is in the movie Trainwreck. He is. With polarizing com- comedian. Yep. Yep. The point is, uh, he is excellent in that film. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't overact and he doesn't underact. He just he play he plays himself as an actor acting, but also himself. <laughs> it, it's it's much harder to do than I'm making it sound. Some would say that if, if he some, would have to have excellent acting range to do so. Yeah, yeah. If if someone holds a camera to your face and goes, "Just be yourself," mm. it, it's very hard to be yourself. It's almost like how uh, at the start of every episode I go, hey, Mr. Funny Mandua, you are funny. <laughs> and you go, ah. Yeah, a bit like that. Yeah. But Pre- not just audio. <laughs> no. Uh, some would argue more recent performances, such as Space Jam 2, not so great. No. Um, but I think he's got potential. Or at the TD Garden. Hmm. A little bit interesting. <laughs> there was still time on the... No, there wasn't time on the clock, but... I don't know. You're a grown man. <laughs> All right. Uh, the final game of the round saw a ceasing of the peacetime in Perth. The first Western Derby of the year underway. <laughs> the first quarter was tight. The darling of the Eagles, Jack, starting the scoring. Jai couldn't a miss for the Dockers with back-to-back goals, but swaying the score sheet back in West Coast's favour was Oscar Allen as he keyed in three majors for the away home side. A classic derby saw just one point the difference at the first break. The second term saw the tide turn for the Dockers. The calm Walters of Frio... (laughs) <laughs> kicked his third and the dock workers sailing out to a 22-point lead at halftime. The Eagles were falling out of the sky, none harder than Liam Ryan, who came crashing down hard oh, after launching himself into the stratosphere. 
massive. We'll chat about it after. Yeah. With their wings clipped due to injuries, the Eagles had no healthy players left on their bench. West Coast valiantly tried to glide their way to the finish, swooping back into the hunt with Jaden's goal, and Jake was not scared of the Fremantle waterman before Darling Harbour sailed home his third goal to keep things interesting. Unfortunately, fatigue got the best of the Eagles, and the Dockers pulled up their anchors and sailed away with a 41-point win, finishing with six goals in a row. Fremantle, 16-12, 108. West Coast, 9-13-67. What a leap and what a crash from Liam Ryan. Mm. He fell so hard. It's uh, fortunate he wasn't playing at the All Heritage where the grounds looked like concrete. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they looked hard over the weekend <laughs> here. Like, I swear we've had some rain in the past week, but it it looked like they had the covers on all week at Heritage Bank. It looked a bit like uh, like the gab of the other week when Cam Rainer bounced up off his hip. Um, yeah, that's right. At least there was a bit of give over in Perth in the soil yep. uh, after they had to relay the whole field because it got ruined thanks to Ed Sheeran. Um, but... I don't know. What, what height do you reckon uh, Ryan fell from? Like six foot five? He was all the way up there. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. He was all the way up there and like landed on his back and his shoulder and he almost like curled up a bit on I the impact. And I've personally fallen flat on my back. Every ounce of air left gone. my body at once. Yep. And that couldn't have been more than like half a meter. Or something. Yep, yep, yep. It, it was jumping for a catch in in rugby. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, like when you see when you see a crash like that, it's I don't know. It's like time stop. So you just take a breath. Mm. Mm. Without a doubt, like that's the sort of thing. If he was catching a ball and marked it, that's mark of the year instantly. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope <laughs> like so. you award it there and then. <laughs> you would hope so. Um. But yeah, he was not in a good way afterwards, and that was that was the final straw of <laughs> taking up the last healthy spot on the bench. Yeah. They they used their sub. Uh, I think they had two hamstrings and an ankle or something, like, and then and a concussion. And, and yeah, they were down all five subs on the bench. Um, the coach, I think it's uh, Adam O'Brien, yep. Eagles coach, said to the media after at one point I. I, I was going to give some encouraging words to the guys that were on the bench that they were sticking with it and, you know, just yep. to keep keep trying as hard as they could. And there was no one on the bench to, <laughs> to give the words to because they were all in the medical rooms. That's bleak. Um, it reminds me of um, when you watch those more darker, hard-hitting or, like, somber type of war movies, uh, maybe your Apocalypse Now or something, mm. uh, where everyone's getting gunned down. The little bright-eyed, like, 17-year-old kid runs up, lieutenant or something. He's Mm. like, I'm not the lieutenant. I'm the chief mega captain now or something. (laughs) Everyone else is dead. (laughs) And you think, oh. (laughs) Um, Certainly tough scenes for West Coast. Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, credit to them. It was... Right up until the the start of the fourth quarter, they were were still in it. They were in it, yeah. They were pushing. um, They've so far... no, yeah, they've completely been held to their promise of bringing intensity to the home fans. 
mm. this season. Mm. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of running in AFL and they just got <laughs> yeah. very tired very quickly, as was sort of expected. Once they had, you know, once they were down to like two subs on their bench, the commentators were like, this is going to be really hard for them. And it just got worse. I think people like our, I mean, as, as we couldn't have given more praise to Jared Witts just earlier, mm. but uh, other local absolute legend, Tuke Miller, mm. uh, he spoils us by running 13 to 15 Ks for 120 minutes yep. and then coming off and talking to the interviewer yep. or the press or whoever, whatever. Um you know, as if he just woke up and got out of bed <laughs> and looks fresh. Yeah. And it's um it it's sort of really you can't comprehend like how hard these athletes are running. It certainly isn't as easy as they make it look. Uh, they are ultra fit and what Jared Witts did, everyone had to do for the Eagles on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not not surprising that it sort of fell apart. No. But yeah, man. Hopefully they're Still okay. Quick to them, yeah. Moving forward, yeah, definitely. Now, quick, uh, quick shoeing recap. Uh, Keelan and I had a quick loss. First game of the round with Brisbane. Tough. Uh, not great. Uh, and you're on the pies, so you got another win there. Yep. Um, pulling away. Yeah, you're now at three on yep. the leaderboard. Uh, I'm still on one, and Keelan is none <laughs> on his shoeings this season. It's early still, but hoping I don't have to drink any more culture this year (laughs) (laughs) early days um i mean i'm i'm consistent if not anything else i've tipped (laughs) i've tipped four games right each of the three rounds so far so consistency will get you somewhere uh but it's not going to get me to the top of the tipping leaderboard anytime soon no tragically I'm, i'm still five points behind you in our, in our overall tipping comp. It's tightly contested. It is. It is. It's still early. It's still early. I think a lot of people missed a lot of games this week. And I believe you pointed out that only a fraction of the favourites have won so far. Yeah, it's not. I, I'd have to go back and do a quick scan. But, um, I mean, what, on Thursday it had been then six out of 19 games... Uh, Pies would have been favourites, Hawthorne, so, you know, seven out of 21 favourites winning. Yep. Carlton won, they were slight favourites. Eight out of 22. St Kilda were slight favourites, I think. No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, Bombers were favourites. Yeah. There you go. Another one, Adelaide definitely went favourites. Port were the favourites in that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Uh, Gold Coast, big underdogs. Yep. Melbourne, slight favourites. Uh, and Freo were very marginal favourites as well. Yeah. So either way, it's still less than 50% of the games that the favourites have won. Which is pretty crazy. Which is nuts. It should be like 75, you'd think, at least. At least 60. Yeah. Um, so if, if any comps have uh, the kiss of death running, which is the automatic bot that just selects all the underdogs every game, probably be doing all right so <laughs> far this season. <laughs> Probably be above middle of the pack. Surely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snagbaggers recap. We had Jake Stringer, one goal. Yep. His return. Uh, Blake Hardwick, none, none. Nice one, Gillen. Uh, Charles <laughs> didn't play. 
Charlie Cameron, uh, one goal, one. Yep. Uh, Buddy, two, two. Yep. And Suv Larky, two goals straight. Yeah. Pretty good. Just once again, just handing out free money. Just winners. Uh, with the exception of one of the hosts, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, you can. We give the tips. You pick, pick, pick the ones you want to use. That's it. Yeah, we are not financial planners. No, do your own research. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Prior performance does not indicate future performance. Oh, how good! Uh, I believe Buddy Two may now have the record for most consecutive games with two or more goals. Really? I think so. Wow. Please don't quote me on that. We are entertainers. (laughs) 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 Run the spiel. Wow, Uh, that that would be an achievement. Are you looking that up? Yep. Surely now I'm beginning to think if that had occurred, it would be big enough news that someone would be talking about it. Yeah. So I'm doubting myself a little bit. Yeah. uh, But I know he's on the leaderboard for that. Somewhere, probably. Uh, All right, I've found my way to the uh, the yellow AFL stats uh, listed in only tables <laughs> um, web page, which seems to be you know the go to. It's yeah. It does a far better job than AFL official, which sort of. Somehow gives you nowhere near enough information, and then also the most useless information mm. that you thought. I don't know who th- could possibly benefit from this stat. <laughs> uh, Average number of studs on boots <laughs> per player. <laughs> oh, neat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I saw it pop up. When during watching the Swans game, um, and I remember feeling a bit nervous, thinking, "Man, like, how long can he keep this streak of kicking two goals?" Because he had just kicked two behinds, and he was struggling uh, as they approached the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, maybe something to search. Oh wait, here we go. What? Have you found it? Uh, no, this is very specific. It's uh, <laughs> t- consecutive games kicking X, uh, like X number of goals. Yeah, he, he's not the record holder for two or any of those. It would have to be something where we do a bit of deeper research in. Yeah. What is interesting though, he, do, he is, uh, as far as consecutive games kicking a goal... Buddy Franklin is, I don't know, 12th or 13th with 71 games in a row between 2006 and 2009. Oh, wow. Which is pretty wild. Um, and then there's a there's a list for people uh, sort of currently. Bailey Fritch between 21 and 23 has kicked a goal in 31 games in a row so far which is pretty impressive. Uh, Charlie Curno, 24 games in a row, so not that far, far behind. What is the record for most games? Uh, uh, it is 
200, wait, 121 games in a row. That's not as high as I, oh, it's pretty high, but not as high. Uh, Six seasons. Who is that? Peter McKenna. Oh, right. Played for Collingwood and Carlton. Because the game certainly changed, but yeah, I would have thought maybe... Man, I guess... That was 1968 to 1974, and then Tony Lockett kicked games in 114 games in a row. Yeah, um, that's not surprising. First St Kilda and Sydney, obviously, between yep. 93 and 2002. Yeah, shit. So it is... <laughs> Man, that's interesting. That's one of those ones where you think... You sit here now and you think, could that ever be beaten? But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy it, seeing it, what's unfolded over the past decade. It definitely. It's one of those uh, wild stats as well because the previous record holders, you would have been like, oh, that'll never get beaten because third on the list is Gordon Coventry, who's a legend of the game. Yeah. With 98 games in a row between 1932 and 1937, you know. Yeah. Babe Ruth type record sort yeah. of thing. Ain't Same with Lockett. Exactly. Yeah. And and which is where Lockett is now in sort of that kind of consideration. And then before that, uh, Dick Lee with 97 games in a row from 1910 to 1918. Far so out. it's like, you know, 20 years, you're like, oh, that'll never get broken. Yeah. Gets broken. 30 years, never get broken, gets broken. Yeah. Same again. Yeah, same yeah. again. Potentially same again, which would be nuts. Absolutely nuts. All right, should we do uh, tips out for the boys? Oh, man. Some tricky games this week. I oh, know. I've been dreading it. I haven't done really any of research. No. Which I think helps me. That being said, <laughs> I've tipped four every round so far. <laughs> so maybe I, maybe I need to try something different. I don't know. I'm just going to shoot, shoot from the hip, see what happens. I like it. I love it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Otherwise, you get into a situation where you think and then you overthink and then you're like, oh, I'll fade myself. Better's fallacy. Uh, yeah, don't like you know, don't be afraid to fade yourself. Yep. Uh, but then if you think about it too much, you end up fading yourself. It's fading yourself. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, it, you just got to go gut feel with whatever information's in your brain at the time. Yes. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, first game on Easter Thursday. Yep. Do you reckon there'll ever be a time where we start saying Easter Wednesday? Because Easter Thursday is a bit of a stretch. It's just another day of the week. It's oh, not Good Friday. Man. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it either, but <laughs> Easter Thursday is already in. Ooh. Maybe maybe we can do the thing that... Um, Perhaps the week of Easter. Yeah, one of the, one of the states... Uh, has Easter Saturday as a public holiday, right? Mm. But they don't have it listed as Easter Saturday. Well, actually, two of them have it listed as separate things. One of them's the Saturday after Good Friday, and the other one is the Saturday before Easter Sunday. As uh, That's the name of the public holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we could just say the Wednesday before Easter Thursday. Easter's Eve? <laughs> Easter's Thursday Eve. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Easter Thursday, Gabba, <laughs> Brisbane, Collingwood. <laughs> I'm taking the pies. Absolutely not even second-guessing that. They're in such good form. 
But the lines at the Gabatoir. Nah, this form is something different. But because of the Gabatoir, only 11 points on the margin. Mm. Which the, the odds are very close, so it would probably be less than 11-point uh, line at the moment. Oh, I suspect it would be way less than 11, but just for my blood pressure and health. Uh, Collingwood currently minus one and a half favourite. <laughs> there you go. Hammer that. Responsibly. I um, I uh, I think you have to you have to pick the pies. They're too hot. Burning hot. Yeah. Like kids are crying at the pie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't legally serve them because they're too hot. They humiliated Port Adelaide. They did. And Tragically, as a Kangas fan, watching my team kick it away to opposition and make mistakes here and there, they don't make mistakes at all. No. The Dacos brothers may go on to be greater than Peter ever was, mm. arguably maybe already are. Yeah. Then Dacos and uh, Young Noble in the back line mm -hmm. are lethal together. They have chemistry as if they've been playing together for 10 years. Um, steel side bottom spoils us. The list just goes so deep. The bench. At one point on the bench was Noble, Dacos, and Pendlebury. And you're looking thinking, well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Pendlebury's goal where he just... Danced ballet around a bunch of people. Was oh yeah, absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. That oh, I don't even know how you stay on the field <laughs> after that <laughs> happens to you. I'll just straight to the bench. The old pat on the back, keep your head up, mates. Not going to cut it. No on that way. One. No way. <laughs> a little encouragement isn't going a long way. Uh, pies. I agree with you. Yep. Uh, North Melbourne. Hosting oh, Carlton man. at Marvel. The odds rude, very rude. At Four dollars <laughs> seventy, very four forty. Um, if you're going to back an underdog with the head start this weekend, uh, take them on sports bet, and it's shifted as well. North Melbourne plus twenty five and a half points is the line currently. Four goal head start. That's pretty big. I certainly think. It's a good line. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they do know <laughs> what they're doing. Um, but I don't think this is the same North Melbourne that get blown out by 50 points every game. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So hopefully, sports bet in this case, hedging on that, uh, you could get away with a sneaky bag if it's yeah. a 12 to 20 point game. Exactly. Now, Car Carlton are pretty good. They're good. But they're not. Beat a team by four goals, no, good. They don't obliterate teams. Now, North, the games that they won, very close. Oof, yeah. Right? Very close. And obviously, they they lost close-ish last week, but didn't have their two best players as well. So That's true. Factor that in. Uh, they're going to be out another guy. Um, yeah, down back. Yeah. Can't remember his name, unfortunately. Uh, Griffin Logue. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Which One no surprise saucy. at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that might be troubling, because uh, Carlton have a couple of very tall forwards. Yep. who are very good, 
Um, but they haven't won big yet. 10-point win, 8-point win, and a draw. With a four-goal head start, pretty good. That being said, I think Carlton still win it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and that's not very helpful unless you're a North Melbourne supporter. But take the emotional hedge. Yes. You can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Adelaide hosting the Dockers. Huh. Back to back. What do you mean? No. Adelaide, Port Adelaide. Man, I've had this discussion on air before mm. uh, of something. Where uh, it's the Port Adelaide and the Dockers thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. F- Fremantle is yep. the power somehow. I-, I don't know how or why, but it's... Anyway, the point is, <laughs> man, that that's tough. Adelaide were pretty good last week. I'm, I'm just going to punch Adelaide. Cause Ad- I, Adelaide at home, yeah. I like Tex Walker. Simple as that. Damn. Suns watch. Damn, Isaac Rankin was pretty good last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hated every minute of it, but it was very good. I don't know what they do to them, Suns boys, but they go on to do great things. All of them. Best feeder club in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> MCG, uh, Richmond Bulldogs. Oh, I mean, are, are the man. Bulldogs back? I don't know. They played a bloody brilliant game. Mm. Uh, Smith was up to his antics. Just yep. shredding, slicing through the mid. Um, Obviously, five goals from Ugelhagen was huge. That helps. He's... 197 centimetres tall, apparently, which I didn't know. That's Everyone looks normal tall. size. Everyone on the does TV. look normal size. I bet Tuke Miller's probably like 5'10. <laughs> <Six> <laughs> <four>. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he always have to stand next to Jared Witts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of cheeky, I've, when um Tom Hawkins came for a prance up and galloped past the side of Jared Witts. Mm. I've ne- man like somehow if you're listening to this podcast you've never watched a game you're wondering who Tom Hawkins is he well and truly looks like a Greek god carved out of stone mm-hmm. it's just this immense monster mountain human being chiseled huge 198 centimeters or six foot six something ridiculous Next to Jared Wetz, he looked like a four-year-old child <laughs> lost in an aisle at Coles. I've never seen that before. Six foot six, 103 kilos of pure muscle, and next to Jared Wetz, he he he's he's a big guy. Next to Jared Wetz, he looked like <laughs> Joe Blow on the street, like old mate down playing reserve grade footy at the yeah. At the local club. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I want to I wanna take the doggies here. I just don't like Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is a, a principal pick. <laughs> Again, unless you're 
at home listening and topping your current footy tip ladder, uh, probably not the best advice. If, if you're bottom of the pack, you probably don't want to tip the dogs. <laughs> Richmond have been in good form. That that's my problem here. Like the uh, the dogs lost big first two rounds, and then they obviously obviously had a big big win last week. Very yeah. emotional. I think they might fall off a little bit. Yeah, will um, the emotion carry them? Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. And uh, there's a good chance Dusty's back. Oh, which is big because Richmond have been good already. Yeah, without him. I mean, they're they're favourites, like pretty strong favourites too yeah. for a reason. I'm yeah. going Richmond. Oh, man. This is a hard one. It is. I got to make a choice. I'll circle back to it. Okay. I'll circle back. Put a pin in it. Uh, we've got the <sighs> undefeated St Kilda hosting the Gold Coast Suns at Marvel. Um, I, I want it at the Suns so bad. So do I. And I think, hopefully, last week will energize them a little bit. I think it will. I think it'll be a big uh, morale booster this week. Jack's goal had to. Jack's one of five goals mm. had to be inspiring. Yeah, and they're still talking about it today. Definitely down at the fields. I, I can't, I can't morally pick this the Saints <laughs> even for the emotional hedge. I just can't do it. They're too injured again. They they've got more injuries. We got to ask ourselves. They somehow won last week by three goals, and they're still more injured. This is this is well and truly the greatest predicament Storm in the Beach has ever faced. We want to pick the Suns, mm. but by betting against St Kilda, in this case being Isaac tipping against St Kilda. Oh, it's even worse for everyone else, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who wins this. This is this is an absolute wormhole. Maybe it's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Double zero. Uh I'm back in the Suns. I'm I'm on the Suns and yes, I see your quandary now. Um I just can't knowingly, even for the emotional hedge, take St Kilda. With yep. so many players out, and the Suns no, are they mostly healthy, and they were good last they week. They were really good last week. If they kick a bit more accurately. A little bit slow is probably the only mm. thing I would say about the first quarter. Yep, yep, yep. And once they were there, they were well and truly there. Yep. Um, because, man, again, like, Wits alone with his effort, mm. If if you're getting that effort, from your big man, and then you got Holman, you got all these guys willing to stand up. Um, man, like I'll take that team any day. Yeah. Yep. Without a doubt, definitely. Uh, uh, all right, Sydney at back of the SCG hosting Port Adelaide. Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. It's yep. a <laughs> pretty pretty easy one, I think. That they'll, might. That they'll, might. They'll be unhappy after. Last round. You, yeah. 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 This will be the good content when they get humiliated. You know, someone clips us <laughs> <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Sydney. But no, it's Sydney. The same. At the SCG. Yeah, exactly. It's a big difference. Um, 
that that would be the same person that uh <laughs> that has three good clips of Keelan given issue into the week now, just being completely wrong. <laughs> All right, uh, back at Marvel Stadium. I hate Essendon this Giants. one. This I, is awful. I hate this one. Th- this I might match, have to tip the Giants. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it. Um. Uh, it's got the correct time <laughs> slot for this game. Uh, the must miss TV. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, two ten p.m. Unfortunately, it's the only game on that day. Uh, so I'll be watching it. Um, oh boy. Yeah. I'm going to back the, uh, the orange tsunami of the giants. Yeah. I, Essendon aren't looking good. They're, (laughs) they have the potential to be good. Yep. Um, but so do the giants. Yes. Yep. Both green boys. Green had such a quiet game mm. um, in a incredibly close loss. To Carlton, yep. And I don't think he's the type of guy that just rolls over. He doesn't have two quiet weeks in a row. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. Uh, so, now, you can afford to make some <laughs> risky picks at I, the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. La-di-da. Yep. Um <laughs> I'm I'm right at the bottom. Me and Ben Tech is right down the bottom. <laughs> um, but I think this is going to be one where I, I think I'm going to have to change my mindset and say I'm going to have to start actually picking some upsets as well Ooh. Uh, to, to make up some points here. Yep. And I think a lot of people will take Essendon at home. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going the Giants. I'm certainly hoping to see that. Big swath of yeah. red and black, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. yeah, on yeah. the tipping wall, and, the, and then a couple of oranges. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that little sort of speech he gave, I was looking at the app, thinking, "My God, he's gonna tip West Coast." <laughs> 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 oh, is that a loss for words? Uh, West Coast hosting Melbourne at Optus Stadium. Optus, um, however, that's the only thing going in their favour. <laughs> Melbourne currently one dollar oh seven favourites. Uh, if if form for from last year is anything to go by, when you look at when you see odds like this in a match, yep, you take the favourite and you take them by like sixty plus points. This isn't the upset of Th- this round. It's not. It's absolutely not. You don't get upsets out of a team that's a 44-point underdog. No. You just don't. (laughs) (laughs) Over seven goals are given to them. And when it's like that, you can almost guarantee to back the the favourite to cover that as well. Generally, yeah. Yeah. AFL's a, a blowout sport. Yep. It happens. Yep. Good teams dominate bad teams. And unfortunately for West Coast, Melbourne is a good team and they are very injured. The Demons. Yep. Don't even think about it. No. Nah. And uh, 
final game, Easter Monday, Geelong hosting Hawthorne. Geelong heavy favourites. Have to tip Geelong. You have to take Geelong. Um, despite being the only team that is winless yep. this season, uh, first team since, I don't know, the 60s or 70s or whatever to go 0-3 really? after winning the Premiership. Oh. Um, you you have to take them here against the Hawks. The Hawks are not a good team. No. Geelong should beat them. It's Geelong, same team basically, which yep. is even more surprising. But they're at the G, 65,000 of the 80,000 oh, against the Hawks. I don't know. It won't... 50,000 of the 70,000? Maybe, yeah. Are going to be Geelong supporters. Yep. Yep. Um, With shiny, shiny new Guernseys on as well. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Three weeks is a long time. (laughs) (laughs) They got burnt already. (laughs) They already got thrown out. There's one thing I know about bandwagoners. Uh, They're incredibly fickle. (laughs) 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 Um. You got to imagine Geelong are going to be getting the calls at yep. the G. Yep. It's just top team, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but not, yeah, not seriousness. Hawthorne are terrible. Not, <laughs> not a good side. Like, whatever they would have to muster, Jeremy Cameron will just erase it. Yep. And then there's still other Geelong players. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, it, it'd be a tough ask. Definitely. All right, and I want your confirmed pick for Richmond Western Bulldogs. Far out. <sighs> I like Dusty, and I like Jack Rewalt. Mm. I don't mind Bolton. It's, it's, it's a shame. It's not really anything the club did. It's just the nature of being a winning team. Yeah. You just attract a certain type of person. <laughs> um, and the dogs are, I mean, ironically, they're the dogs, right? Yep. But they're just that team. They're always, uh, you know, like the Saints. I don't know if you can really count the Suns there yet because mm. they're so new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're just one of those teams. They're never... They're hanging around. They're never out of it sort of thing. They've never been a three-peat team. Yep. They may never be. Yep, yep. Um, And the, they've got exciting young guys on them. Mm. Um, I think purely with the luxury of being at the top of the ladder, mm-hmm. I'm going to back the dogs. Yep, fair enough. But I suspect Richmond will win, Mm. especially if Dusty's back. Yep. I think that definitely sways it. Excellent. Lock it in uh, and send those to me tomorrow, maybe or later tonight, whatever, or now. Yeah, I could even do it now. Um, (laughs) Now, I don't really know. I would like to do snag bags, but... Team lists aren't out because of the whole extended weekend thing. Yeah, exactly. So that's not. Um, the only one I'll give is maybe Reef McInnes for Collingwood. That's the only team list that's been announced so far. And he's uh, quite handy up forward. Yeah. So I'll I'll put in uh, I'll put in Reef McInnes in there just as our one snag bagger of the week. Uh, I is think uh, LDU any good in front of goal? 
I think we can add, maybe we can try our best to do one snag bagger and maybe one current as we did the previous week. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, again, if you can take LDU, absolutely for one. Yep. One plus. Uh, very unlikely, not the kind of guy to kick two or three, mm-hmm. but a but sneaky one. one. And uh, same with, uh, I believe, if you can find Dustin Martin on that Ooh, team list, yeah, absolutely for one plus. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Now, my, my in... In team already, not returning snag bagger, just a snag bagger. Yep. I'm probably going to pick. Let's just do a Suns player. Uh, I'll just go Ben King. I mean, his brother's out injured. Ooh. So it's not going to be you yep. know, king on king violence or anything like that. But <laughs> I think you'll want to put on a, a good show after only getting the one last week. I think it'd be rude not to add Lacocious in there too. Hmm. And that's it. It's a nice little bag we got there. <laughs> Do with that what you will. So to recap, Ruth McInnes, Ben King, LDU, Dusty, Jack Lacocious. As tempting as the allure of the multi may be, mm. three-legged multis have an ability Abysmal hit rate. Yep. Take that as you will. There's a reason why every bookie goes three plus leg multi and will give you bonus cash back because they don't hit. <laughs> if you're going to multi something, 10 leg multi will <laughs> send you a $10,000 check AUD. <laughs> oh, how good. <laughs> if you take, you know, eight plus legs and you get three wrong, we'll give you your money back. Yep. Like yeah, because they know you're going to get five of them wrong. You're a you're a clever guy. You're sitting there chuckling to yourself, thinking, "Well, I'll take advantage of this bet, those stupid bookies, <laughs> and I'll just uh, back the absolute lock ten favorites." The surest thing, the surest of things. All right, champ. Yeah, go ahead. Feel free. <laughs> if you if you do have to take a multi, max it out at a double. Which is just two. It's vastly more likely to win than three. Uh, Storm the Beach recommendation. We're not financial advisors. No. Uh, if if ever taking a multi, max of two legs, as yep. stated, absolutely with certainty, make sure both games commence at the exact same time. To see one leg succeed. You're right. And watch the second leg. Just fall to pieces. (laughs) I can't find the words for such a feeling. I I don't know what's To know you had the money. Yeah. Yeah. You could have had the money. You could have cashed out, but you didn't, and now you watch it crumble apart (laughs) in front of you. It's metal. It dissolves through your fingers like fairy <laughs> floss in water. Well, it's just gone. All right. And before we uh, finally move on, we should probably throw a um, uh, shoe in of the week. Oh, got to get the list. 
back up. My shoe of the week. Certainly not an easy week to do that. Um, I think my shoe-in of the week this week will be... I'm going to have to go Melbourne. We may we may have to implement a rule mm. of no tipping against West Coast potentially this season, depending how they go with injuries over the next yeah. few weeks and stuff like that. Maybe. Just just for the spirit of the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to gonna have to pick Melbourne in this yeah. one. No, you make a good point because considering there's only the two of us here in the spirit of competition, uh, I certainly won't pick the same team. Uh, You you certainly wouldn't pick the same team as me for the rest of the competition and guarantee a win. Where's the fun in that? (laughs) Um, You can if you'd like to. To take Collingwood as the shoo-in? A little bit. That's ballsy. That is a bit ballsy. It's ballsy. It's even more ballsy because you don't get any extra points for for, for picking a close. I learned that the very hard way last (laughs) season. I was all guts, backing my team every week. It's the same with tipping. Yeah, you don't get any extra points for backing a team as $6 underdogs. Man, to take uh, the Suns would be outrageous. It's oh. so rude 5% of people back them. Did That's n- so low. Did nobody watch last week's game? Well, yeah, because it was Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even somehow feel confident about Sydney at the SCG being the lock. I don't know why. I I just think Port... You just don't know what Port Adelaide you'll get, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And they'll be... uh, The coach will be up them a bit after last week's performance as well. Wasn't the best from them. I mean, you could take Geelong. I know. It'd be spiteful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Feel free to take Melbourne. I mean, Keelan and I had ta- have taken a couple of the same and we've no. lost <laughs> both I, of them. I know, I know. Man, it's tough. Lock of the week. You don't want to let the fans down. You know, I I will I will take Geelong. Yep. Okay. I, I don't think they lose four. No, definitely not. And um, uh, because Keelan's not here, he gets his team, uh, and that's Hawthorne versus Geelong. Oh, no. So, tough start of the season for him. Have we ever had a head-to-head shoo-in? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to have a look. This could be huge. He'll move two points up the ladder, potentially. Yeah, this is this is potentially a two-point swing. Yeah. Essentially. Interesting. I, I feel better about that. Yeah. He... <laughs> oh, man, Hawks. <laughs> shoo-in. <laughs> Outrageous. The, I mean, it's good. It's good for content because if he if he wins, he can just you know rub it in your face a bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and then we can just go, yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, you know, Geelong suck this season. They're old. <laughs> they are now too old and too slow. They're rebuilding <laughs> oh, for the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> I all love it. All right. Uh, skipping ahead to other sports. Yep. Rattle off some of these. Uh, New Orleans is still clawing for that playing spot. Yeah, it's tough. It's getting tough in the West. There's only uh, two games separating the fifth and the ninth seed at the moment. Yep. Which is uh, 
pretty wild. And geez, there can't be many games left. Let me just look it up real quick. Sub ten. Oh, Eight. easy. Yeah, easy. I would. I would think if the records are somewhere in like the 30, 40. Oh man, look. maybe like six. I mean, Cleveland's played eighty games. Uh, the West, uh, Memphis has played seventy nine. New Orleans has played seventy nine. So what's that? Three games left. Sort of thing. Eighty two game season. Eighty two games. Yeah. yeah. So there's not a lot of not a lot of wiggle room going on now. Not a lot of time left to upgrade your standing. But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can get. Get up into six. That would be that would be optimal. Insane. But um, Golden State are floating around that spot. Yeah, they're up into five now with forty-two and thirty-eight. Uh, Clippers are six. Forty-one and thirty-eight. LA the uh, Lakers are the same in seventh. And the problem for New Orleans is they have uh, one less win and one additional loss mm-hmm. as well. So, is that thirty-eight, forty, forty, and thirty-nine? now mm. but they're they're one loss ahead of minnesota in ninth and they're two wins and three losses ahead of okc so they won't fall outside of play-ins play-in but the planes are just as scary oh yeah if not worse yeah yeah one bad game it happened to the clippers last year yeah um you know i certainly was ecstatic that uh, New Orleans won, mm. but Paul George is a phenomenal NBA talent. Uh, I mean, they got Nick Batum and and a good roster, good roster. But uh, Trey Murphy just hit three or four threes, and yep. they got rolling, and that's it. Literally, yeah, just a winning go home playoffs gone scenario. But man, it was close. So definitely, I, if if. New Orleans could get into that top six. That would be incredible. It would that, be unreal. That would be that would be the easy way in, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fighting so hard to get into the biggest fight of the season. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I think it's a great change. I'm so... It makes it a lot more interesting. Because you see how <laughs> close the West is. And to have some of those teams miss by, say half a game or something like that playoffs yep. like you know you get it uh Carlton missed finals last year by yeah. a, you know a minimal percent like point of a percent yep. but also it just makes it that little bit more interesting yep no uh, no teams just resting mm-hmm. or playing bench for the last 10 games of the season yeah yep. exactly exactly now uh some other news Sacramento's Locked in for the playoffs for the first time since 2006. So yep. light the beam. Credit to them. Debut coach Mike Brown. Credit to uh, credit to Delhi. It's the Delhi factor. <laughs> Brought a championship to Cleveland. Bringing uh, one to Sacramento now. <laughs> um, Could be. <laughs> and the top four for the first time in a long time as well since then, I suppose. Uh, so they wow. got home court advantage for the playoffs. Oh, that's cool. And today they clinched their division for the first time since the early 2000s too. A lot of beam lighting. There is a lot of beams being lit. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a, they're a pretty fun team to watch. They're, the so, the they're so fun. They've got a pretty cool roster. They always, 
you can always see them smiling and laughing, having a good time, genuine yeah, enjoying fun playing. with each other. Yeah, definitely. They have a good uh, good energy about their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I still don't know why the Thunder are winning games. I think we've just <laughs> put to bed the idea of getting the top draft pick. You know, uh, Dallas is desperate to get into the play-in. You'd yep. think. Yeah. Um, Thunder may just scrape in. Who knows? That would be outrageous. Uh, SGA, absolutely. Seems yeah. like the... Th- yeah. He's that type of guy. Um, He's not just going to phone it in. They could have the discussion with him of like, hey, like, you know, we want Wembenyama. He's like, and? It, yeah, it's the <laughs> old thing of uh, players don't tank organizations do. Yeah, sort of 100%. And Josh Giddy's just too young. Yeah. They're all too young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't want to tank. No. They want to go out and play as hard as they can play. Mm-hmm. And you can see. Exactly. Um, That's why they're the best covering team in the NBA. Mm. Mm-hmm. Almost beat Golden State until they didn't <laughs> in the third quarter. As is At the, home. As is the way when you play in Golden State. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> best... Uh, Best home record around. Logistically, is it... Oh, it's not actually, but it's very good. Logistically speaking, is it hard to get out of the bay? What's commuting in and out of the bay like? I say... I believe the new arena is pretty much like... A traveler. Right smack bang, like on the harbour in San Francisco, right? Uh, So uh, it would be a nightmare. Interesting. Is it... What's the new fucking place called? Oracle? It's not that. That's the one at Oakland. That was the old one. That's the old one. The hell? I thought it was that too, but it's... It it can't be. Hold on. Let me let me find this. It'll be on ESPN. I only played today. But I, I think you might have a point that it's... I'm just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> We're just poking, flipping switches, pressing anything that we can press, trying to find something. It's a chase center now. Oh. That's one of their uh, insurance providers, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like an insurance and bank. It's uh, That was a new one. Come on. What? Show it on the freaking map. <laughs> chase center, one warrior's way. Awesome. <laughs> right next to the Chase Bank. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, it's like in the it's not it's not on the uh not on the Golden Gate Bridge side, but no. it's on the more inland bay, like yep. pointing towards Oakland that way. I I wonder if one was to travel It looks like a nightmare to get to. To San Francisco. Sure. Uh by plane or car. Would they perhaps experience any difficulty in getting to and from the chase arena? And I wonder if... I wonder what the safety of walking to and from the arena is like, Mm. um, given the current state. I know that the San Fran airport is significantly out of the city. 
Hmm. Like it's well and truly south of San Francisco. Like, interesting. Yeah. A bit of a bit of a mission to get to. But we're just we're just asking questions here. Just turning knobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh some quick NHL news. So we've uh we've got one confirmed matchup for the playoffs so far based on the seeding. So the uh in the East, the Toronto Maple Leafs will be hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. So that's just locked in Wow! based on the way the seating works and, and the positions of the teams yep. in that division at the moment. Um, Boston's well and truly ahead. And uh, Toronto's uh, enough ahead of the Lightning and the Lightning are enough ahead of their next closest people to have that locked in with like five games to go still in the regular season. Um now, these teams played each other last year, went to seven games, and the Lightning won. Uh, and it sort of goes without saying that the Leafs are famous for not having won a first-round matchup for a long, long time. Mm. Since uh, 2004 was the last time they won a playoff series. Um, and they've appeared in the playoffs for the past seven years in a row and always been knocked out first round. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. It has to be like a mental thing, though. Like, they were so close. They were so, so close last year to getting through. Yeah. Um. But the Lightning had one of the best goalies in the competition. So, you know, <laughs> tough first outing. But I, I also think it it's probably something to do with the way that the playoffs are set up in the NHL. They're a bit different to basketball. It's not like one to eight seed. Um. So, you're if you're not the best in your division, then you play basically the you the second and third in the division play each other in the first round. Oh. So if you've got a really good division, yeah, and you but you're not the best, you're always going to have a tough first round matchup. Yeah, that's tough. And Boston's been good for a long time, and Tampa yeah. Bay has been good for a number of years now as well. So yeah. I imagine they pretty much just matched up with them yeah. over and over again for the years, <laughs> <laughs> which is so rough. Seems cruel. Definitely. Uh, and otherwise in the East, it's looking like the Rangers will probably ho- uh, play the New Jersey Devils. I think the Devils would host that one. Huh. Um, Carolina leads that division by three points with an extra game in hand with five games remaining. So Ooh, it's still up for grabs. Yeah. The, the Devils could still take it. I don't think the Rangers, unless Carolina lost all of them yeah. and Rangers won all their games remaining, they would overtake. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at this point in time, it looks like we'll get a New York, New Jersey matchup, which would be, be interesting. Cool. That would be cool. I think the Rangers would win that just quietly. Um, the Devils have surprised me this season. They've been really good this season. Like, yeah. God. <laughs> They weren't terrible last season. No. But they weren't great. No. Their younger players have gotten very better, uh, a lot better, and their goalie has been very good this season yeah. too. Yeah, yep. Which helps. Um, but the Rangers are like all in. They're, they've brought in good players from other teams and stuff like that this season. Yeah. I just don't think uh, the Devils could beat the Rangers in... Offense. Uh, in four out of seven games on offense. Yeah. 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 And obviously, the Rangers, good offense Rangers, beats good defense. Exactly, type the, of thing. The Rangers goalie is also very good, so yeah. that helps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, last bit of news: uh, 
the Washington Capitals have been eliminated from playoff contention, which is rough to see. That's sad. First time in uh, eight seasons that they won't be playing playoffs. Maybe, maybe sad's not the right word, but Ovechkin is such a talent mm. and so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, He's creeping up on that Gretzky all-time goals record. Yeah. He's still 70-something goals away. Hopefully, maybe this rest might actually help him. Might be better for him for next season. A little bit, yeah. Because yeah. he certainly hasn't had any in eight years, evidently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which is tough. Or has he been with them for eight years? Yeah, he's been with them the whole time since the draft. Yeah. Uh, without our temporary co-host, Keelan here, it's a little bit quiet on the football in at front. Yeah, he's normally the driving force of this one. Um, the only notable news this week was uh, Liverpool drew with Chelsea, <laughs> I think. That's just about the all, all the football that happened, pretty sure. Could be on Suey Watch down in Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> Went to give his mum the final goodbyes. And then just <laughs> well, he, Harold holding the Tasman Sea. <laughs> <C. laughs> it's pretty choppy in the straight. <laughs> Anything could happen. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, I'm not going to run through and give my own personal tips for this. Um, probably nothing important will happen. Uh, of note, yeah, it's getting to that point of the EPL. Yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, Arsenal's in the lead and there's no playoffs or anything like that. So it's like, yeah. They they know how to do sport in <laughs> um, oh, People hate finals. They don't generate <laughs> money at all. <laughs> The only other thing I'd mention in uh, football in it news is I think Napoli could have a very good chance of winning oh. the Champions League. That's such a cool story. That's Napoli this season. You hope they get that weird sports mm. documentary series or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute scenes coming out of Napoli. Yeah. Especially with their culture and the way sport... We've talked about it before, how Oklahoma have the thunder. Yep. Napoli, like... It's it's that, but on a whole other level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, like, I, even as a, I was joking before, but I've made myself mad. Like, I cannot wrap my head around how the EPL does that. It's almost like, like a nerd's wet dream or something. It, yeah, it's like, oh, like, so does your sport have a a grand final? Or a final. And it's like, no, actually. <laughs> the first place is determined off the greatest percentage of wins. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, all right. And last but not least, uh, the flipping of the coin. Now, I've successfully found the uh, the website that we usually use. So the... Uh-huh. So it won't be, it won't be tainted by a different... Um, Impressive. By a different... Uh, you know, machine or anything like that. How'd you find that? Uh, I, I Googled coin flip simulator and I just kept clicking on the links <laughs> until it looked like the right one. Uh, and confirming this looks like the right one. It does. Okay. Uh, and it is also, conveniently, uh, it is your flip. Works out well. Yeah. I'm glad it's not Keelan's flip. Um, based on trend, we probably would have given him heads, I guess. True. Um I will continue that trend and I will go with heads. You're going heads? All right. Let me just, I'm just going to type it in this spreadsheet first. Heads. 
Matthew. All right, let's have a look. And we are flipping. Ting. <laughs> Tales never fails. Mm. Interesting. It's disappointing. Uh, to say the least. Look, Tales was due. We had a head last week. We did. Um, after a number of Tales. Yep, five. Uh, so Tales was due. Um, tough break there. Or three, maybe. But it was four, actually. Break oh. of four Tales. <laughs> Um, but you know, uh, you win some, you lose some. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not tainted, however, on Isaac's phone. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Very uh, tales dominant. It is global stats. Uh, forty nine point two nine percent heads, fifty point seven one percent tails. That's crazy. I I honestly thought over such a volume, it would sort of just maintain this balance of 50-50. Perfect 50-50. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But there you go. Yep. Um, I wonder if it'll ever sway back or if it'll... I feel like it has to stay close always. You wouldn't think it would, like, seesaw too much one yeah. way or the other. That would... Like... It it would be an anomaly if it went over one percent either way. Yeah, you would surely. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. Who knows? All right, excellent. <laughs> um, see you next week, I guess. Yeah, it's going off. There's no no Uru this time. <laughs> Maybe he's out there. Maybe he's got a tingle down his spine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> His hiking buddy is just like, where did that come from? He's like, I don't know. He's had a compulsion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good show. Jolly good show. <laughs> <laughs>